0: Ben and Jerry Gully, father and son, world champions, outright winners, deep thinkers, businessmen, they're all these things and more. I was super lucky to sit down with the two boys and catch up on the rope this week,
1: get comfortable, there's plenty to hear.
0: Alright, so I'm here with Ben and Jerry Gully. Uh, if you've ski raced you know you've seen them, they do stuff. Benjamin, Gerald, welcome. Thank you, Michael. Thanks, Mick. Uh, So, I've spent weeks on this trying to work out the best way to do it because we're at a really good uh, place here where we can get two different sides to the same story. But there will also be really good individual stories from both of you that maybe the other one wasn't so involved in. So my original plan is let's just start at the beginning and that'll be a little bit jerry heavy. and then. As we progress through our racing years, Benny's part will get a little bit bigger and we can then back and forth a bit on there if that's cool.
2: No problem. Sounds so All
0: right, well, I know how Benny did, sort of. But, Jerry, how did you start water skiing? It was my
2: brother's fault, John's, <laughs> of course. Lots of things are. And he got mixed up because I think he sold a vehicle to a bloke called Rankin. And a bloke called Rankin ran a Boat called the Baker. Yeah, right. Eh? Back in the day, and Don was invited out to one of the local dams, and uh, then he decided he. This, liked, this is for us. Like yeah. this madness he saw. Um, I think Peter Rankin took Don out for a lap in the boat, got his adrenaline going, and Don wanted more of that, so. Since Jerry knew something about or had a social ski boat and could ski and knew something about it, he thought he'd trick me, the bastard, (laughs) and bring me on board. That's how they (laughs) get you. Which was not that hard to convince, but anyway. So we took the social boat out and started racing it all about 65 mile an hour, I think it did. And a bloke called Mel Johnson was the first bloke who... uh, took some pity on us and threw a rope on the back and let us start driving around the dean. Yeah, beautiful, what boat was that? Advance was its name. Okay, and what was that? Oh, a, oh nearly a one-off, rear-mounted, had a um, 351 Ford in it. Um, the, it was a, a, um, a Chaparral. Anyway, okay. yeah. rear-mounted hatch boat, one of a kind. Yeah, yeah. beautiful.
0: Well, and that, this, again, leads into one of my big issues. I've, I've written all these things I want to talk about, and your progression in your boats is one of them because there's been some crackers along the way. But if we just talk about boats, we're going to find ourselves waylaid into different conversations. So I, I think we'll just we'll just keep going. So you've started racing. It was the boat you had, but did we fancy it up a little bit or, or...? Not not that much. We, okay. we we soon learnt that is that going to that be a, wa- a a lost cause. I was going to say, is yes. that a Jerry Gully? Not too much, or is that an actual? Not no, too much. Not
2: too much. Okay. Yes.
0: All right. So we worked out we like it, obviously. Yes. So went that it had to go. Yes. To be replaced with something better. Yep. That was uh, double trouble. That was the, double trouble. The Stevens. Yeah. Beautiful little eighteen foot six V yeah. bottom. Yes. Uh, six liter. Was it originally? Correct. Stock, we went stock six litre. Yeah, Correct. okay. Yes. And then, um, was Benny schemed by that?
2: It's and pieces?
1: Probably very yeah. early on, yeah. I, found
0: it, yeah. I found an amazing photo that'll go up on the website when this goes up, Benny, of you standing in front of bitchin'. And you weren't
1: very big. I would, I can remember that. Yeah. And I remember the little
0: blonde haired little man just running around. Yep. Yeah. God, finally we knew.
1: And those old bucket helmets yeah. made of wetsuit material. Yeah.
0: Hey, there could be something to be said about that, That might come up later in the safety chat. <laughs> All right, so Stock 6 Leader, you're running
2: Queensland Series? Yes. Were you venturing beyond that at the time? Not for the first few years. We figured we, if we needed to um, be able to clean up the local end to be worthwhile or be competitive, learn some things. Yeah. Um, there was some de- decent comp back then. Correct.
0: Early yes. Queensland. I think I was yes. fringy then. I was. Younger, a yes. bit, bit older than the Benny, but not real old. Yes.
2: So,
0: Strategy would have been around then?
2: Yes. So strategy was on the... Ta- we were on the tail end of Strategy. Yeah, okay. Yes. And it was a very serious six-litre... Correct, yes.
0: ...injected Everingham, was it? Yes, yeah. correct. Um, yes. Bitchin', we talked about. Noel would have had his two boats... Correct. ...there around, Little Loose and cut loose and every iteration of those two. That's right, yes. Um, so, obviously, at some point, you switch from stock to... Actual six litre with that? Correct. Yep. Yes. Who,
2: so, were you skiing? You were in the boat then? Um, yeah, earlier days I did a bit, only to realise I didn't have the time or the ability back then to hang on to it from one end to the other as it got faster and faster. Um, and yeah, I think we started testing everyone's ability. <laughs> That's <point. laughs> all right, as you wait for veterans to come around, you don't have
0: to ski as fast. <laughs> oh not as fast not as far definitely um, so
2: in that how long did you have double trouble about a ten, 10 years we ran yeah, that yeah right. and yep. so I would say said the back half of that Benny was sort of starting to I can remember uh, Ben and um, Stouty um, It was Brendan wasn't it Brendan yes did uh, thir- one under 13 sudden 80 in that um, that was its Third run down the sudden 80, k course yeah, okay. of the day. Yep. One expert, one social, one under 13s. Like yep.
0: success has come early in the piece and just continued, which is another thing we'll cross over on this So under 13, Benny, you, how young were you when you started? You didn't look real big. I'll give you the drum in this photo.
1: Well, I started on doubles, and I would have been five or six at the time
0: yeah okay so you're you're five six years in there yeah yeah
1: and i and i was really sort of fearless at the time so my style back then was just wave up until i fell off put the skis back on (laughs) and get up and then and then just finish the race
0: the the best part is at 30 40 mile an hour you can do that (laughs) yeah doesn't quite work anymore does it no no no. um Um, and he's not here but Lukey, your brother was also was he racing around that time or did you suck him in a bit later no, they both started together because Luke's four years older. So. Yeah. yeah. And you boys, sort of, for a lot of your racing, you were sort of thereabouts together. Skied together a little bit, but not probably as much as you should
1: have? Not a lot, because he was always older, so he was much faster in the early days. And then, and then as we wind the clock forwards to uh, to probably about 2005 and six, that's when I started doing a lot of training. And... I quickly stepped it up and we kind of never really crossed paths. Same place at the other. same time, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Did, um, again, we'll get to it. But you later, won
1: Robinvale with Lukey?
0: Yeah. With yeah. the original merc Force.
1: 2009. Yeah, okay. So we did ski a season together in around that 2008 2009 period. Yeah, right. one or two seasons together.
0: Yeah, well, we've, we was, have jumped ahead there because we've yeah. completely missed. So success in under 13s with Jerry. And then, were you driving then or observing?
2: Uh, i mainly observed.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Donnie Donny, driving the six lever. Yes. All right. And then, did you move straight to Rebel? I can't. I can't remember. That's why you're we, here.
1: I skied with a lot of different boats back then. Yeah. Um, Rebel, I did in under sixteens for a season um, with Brendan. Yes. Yeah, there was, there yeah, was records there too, Stout. wasn't it? Yeah, with Brendan Stout. And then I remember in the last year in under 16s, I skied with Chris Stout behind Wildfire. And that we, I jumped up to under 19s because Chris was a little older. Um, I can't quite recall who else, I, which, which other team, there was a team there.
0: Mm, did, did a lot behind Chris Fu with the mothboat too, didn't you? Was that yeah. early days? Or was that doing double Actually. runs because you, you're renowned for doing double that runs? That was
1: under-16s with Brendan Stout. Yeah, okay. So we did under-13s, and then the next year we did under-16s with with, uh, with Twisted. Okay. Did you run mock as well with him? Uh, we did social. We did social mock with him, me and Brendan, <laughs> and uh, I, I remember I learned a lesson there that uh, social hurts a lot. Uh, one,
0: one of the listener questions I put out was, as Martin thinking he's funny, um, Talking about you skiing social with me, but we'll get to that too. And the joke's on as, because that was you that asked me, not the other way around. So, yeah, so you're always been busy, though. And one of my vivid memories, even Jerry said before, that was the third race of the day for that boat. Like, was you boys at races just doing multiple runs at the same race? Like, was it just that you couldn't get enough skiing, or like it's all training for something else or was it just you just were having a
2: ball and go again just let's do as much as we can the the best we could do out of uh queensland local series i think i counted there were 76 races in the series uh we did 75 the boat just had a little bit of a heat overheat issue i had to skip a race to sort it out sort
1: it out unreal a whole series day season
2: Yes, seventy six races in a in a series, and we did seventy five. Miss one by if if they'd stalled it ten minutes, we would have got there. I oh, if
0: I was oh. in charge, mate, I would have held it off. Don't worry about that. Um, God, fuel was cheaper then, yeah. Oh.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we we were using a lot.
0: <laughs> Although you, your stock six liter or your actual six liter probably mm. uses
2: equivalent fuel to one of your new ones. Yeah. Got a but bit ben- further. Venice back those days, you didn't have to pull them out of the water to refuel them, so <laughs> you could keep chucking the fuel at them pretty quick.
0: Um, so that's well, that was that year, but the, the black boat didn't have a lot of boat dramas with it ever, did you, from my recollection.
2: Oh, look, not that most people saw, but I remember one presentation year. Um, I did give one of the main skiers... Um, Chad Hicks, who had been skiing with us for some time. I gave him a whole carton full of broken pistons, con rods, and <laughs> all the broken bits it took to keep it going, so there was <laughs> lots of work behind the
1: scenes.
0: Uh, that doesn't change either with no. the big ones, unfortunately. Um, all right, that's cool. So you went double trouble to ultra trouble? Or was there no there was strike in between, wasn't there?
2: Um why well you have so many boats, so yeah, hard to keep up. Yeah, yeah. It was skipping of we had a little run in and out of a race craft. Uh, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, Strike 2, I think, came on the scene.
0: And that, that went on to be Crimsafe slash Sour Family Racing, 18, 19, 20
2: yes. cyclone? I don't... 19. 19. One, one of three 19-foot rear um, stern drive Stern drive. Cyclone, Started eight. as a 5.2. Even As Cyclone Tracer, yeah. Yeah, so our our reason was with it, um, doing the amount of races we did, it was silly run at uh, the expense of a hot engine. So we built a very mild, all-aluminium light um, training engine boat, so to speak. Yeah. And I can remember at 60 hours, we'd never got that sort of run out of an engine. We pulled it apart, worked out, we'd wasted our time, put it back together and kept racing it. So, <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, we did some miles too, yeah. whether it laps
0: at series days or
2: around the country. So Correct,
0: yes. Benny, it's, by that time you'd, you'd move sort of out of the family kind of racing business for a while to go chase, like we said, the Rebel and Wildfire. Yeah. And now we are getting back. You, you came back when they, did you run with the six litre with Ultra? No. No, that was Luke and Spud.
1: No, so the most pretty point. much I went to, with with regards to Rivers, I kind of went uh, sort of after under 13s, I sort of went Twisted, Rebel, Wildfire. Um, and then I think I might have skied behind Steve Minahan for a season then. Yeah, okay. In 8-litre. Yep. yep. And we set some good times there. And then the following year, Superclass, I think, with wildfire yeah okay yep yeah and then with big stout no we had a i had a couple of different skiers that season i remember skiing with tommy smith yeah yeah um i
0: well, know you, you've skied with waves yeah. that was later in the place that wasn't that early
1: yeah Look, that's that's we're going back 12 yeah. or 13 <laughs> years ago now, Nick. And, uh, it's
0: all right for you. You've still got a young mind, buddy.
1: Yeah. i got nothing. I've done a lot of racing. It's hard to keep track of Yeah, it is.
0: All. And that, as I was trying to put stuff together, that's all I could keep thinking was, holy shit, you've always have done so much. Like, it's it's unreal. But, okay, so Benny's off setting records, winning nineteen sixteens. 16s. Strikes doing what
2: it needs to do, just series day boat. And you were using it here and there. Strike, strike two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It only went to a couple of races. It it never was taken anything to be serious. Be serious, serious. Just just to um, have a boat that did some pace and rotated around. Um, and then
0: well, and then you've you've got the idea in your head that you can build a six liter that's gonna end all six liters. Was that, was that
2: where oh. It was getting obvious that the V drives was, were were um, struggling to keep up with the Stern drives, yep. so it was time to move on to to play with uh, Stern drives.
0: And ironically,
2: even after you left,
0: it was still ballistically fast and setting records. And yeah, did well, did you get a good run out of it, or do you think did you get the potential
2: out of it? Like I know a lot went into it. Well, definitely got the potential out of it, but the potential just keeps growing with availability of yeah, new, okay. new stuff. Um, talking about six litre, to give you an idea, when we started Double Trouble, I remember going down to graph and testing, we needed to be able to do early 80 mile an hour. Yeah, okay. right? By the time uh, we jumped out of um, the bullet, uh, which was called um, Troublemaker, um, it at least needed to be towing two skiers up into the early 100 mile an hour.
0: Yep. And that, that was right in the kryptonite. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. You're right. Yes. Yep. And Dave, like Dave's the same thing, lightweight bullet there. Yes. Kind of. Yeah. And really, really probably pushing the sport. Um, I've, I've got the word tech written here with like big circles around it. Um, do we want to talk about the adjustable rams in the six liter? Or do we want to just pretend it didn't happen? And... Oh no,
2: no. That, well, that was all fine. You go to a chuka you push that engine all the way back, you slid it all the way back, you it, the nose out, and off you went. You got a little bit of mile an hour out of that. You go to a chuker, she slammed it all the way forward. Was, was it originally designed to move as you were going,
0: or never?
2: Um, we could move it back as we're going because of weight. Yeah, uh, meant the gear wasn't over strong. Yeah, so okay. yep. that's the only reason. It's all about power to weight; those bullets and yep. and running six liters. So, couldn't afford too much. Weight. So th- there was definitely something in having it forward or back. Yeah, but you could normally understand what you needed and you pre-pre yep. pre- yep. set it, prepared and, we could and change it on the day. Oh, beautiful! You, you yep. could actually, you could actually, with your help of your foot, you could actually move it back during a race. Yeah, okay. Um, but not enough ram power, big enough Rams to. Move it against this talk.
0: Wall. Right. Was yep. was anyone else? Did anyone else do that?
2: Or was that that That's was a you only one I ever know oh. of? Yep. Well, and it's
0: ironic because I mean you can't see this as a uh, you know audio thing, but we're sitting just across from a giant yellow boat that was also the first one of
2: ever really wasn't it? I I can't think of a few, of few definitely. Uh, you know, Randy Davis been up to dual drives for.
0: Yeah, but I can't think of a boat under 38 foot that has two six drives on it. No. (laughs) Except this one right here. Exactly. But that's all right. We'll get back to that. Like I said, everything's just cross and pass at the moment. Um,
1: Do you know what year the bullet was?
2: I have a a figure of 06 in my head for some reason. I think 06, 07. Yeah, somewhere somewhere through that period. Then we've already
0: bypassed it because Benny's already been to the Worlds by then. Correct. Went to England, raced juniors. Um, do you ski behind the Flemings over there? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I did the selection races behind Moonshot. <laughs>
2: tough,
1: tough crowd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was those, the, so the selection started in 2004, um, uh, with Moonshot. Uh, Leicester drove a few races, and same as Ian Tricker. Yep. Depending on the availability and, um, yeah, made the team. I think, uh, so I went across to England with Brendan Stout. Brendan Stout was the other junior skier. Yeah. And I skied behind Frank Fleming there. Yeah, beautiful. And that's,
0: you still in contact with the Flemings. and yep. Like, start of your huge, uh, you know, international uh, ski racing family, because there's there's a lot of people in that one now. So. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was wild, wasn't it, Hunt Stanton? Well, I remember seeing video and photos and just going,
1: like, why are they racing in the surf? Like, what's... I, I honestly wish almost every world title was like that. Yeah, yeah. It was a ball, but yeah, it was definitely big. I remember looking at the photos and you, you, the boats were disappearing. Um, like it, was, it was massive. It was... It was yeah,
0: I, I remember watching Randy with Todd and just... Back then, that was the biggest boat I'd ever seen. The, was it a cyclone back then? Or was it an cyclone? Nordic then? It still had the big windscreen. It was the white and orange cyclone
2: yeah
0: so, but uh, twin leg yes. and it just exploding through the face of these waves and yeah, yeah very very cool um third that you third yeah okay so you were number two skier yeah where were you in the selections
1: compared to brendo my memory is we had we always had pretty good battles yeah um I can't remember all the placings, but I'm pretty sure Brendan got a number first and I may have snuck in one or two. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to look at records, my memory's not that great.
0: And you do so, many, it's hard to keep track, mate.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: okay, so did you go over there, th- like, I mean, now you, should you, like, you don't need to, you've done, done enough, but should you go to a Worlds Now, you would turn up with a very, to, to me, correct me if I'm wrong, a very clear understanding of where you think you're going to come, how you're going to achieve that result
1: and know that you've turned up with the right prep. Yeah. Is, we, that, is that fair? you always go there hoping to achieve a certain level. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right? Well, it is ski racing, but. But experience with experience, you know what to expect and you know how to prepare. So yeah. Every world gets not necessarily easier, but the preparation becomes easy and you know what to expect. Well that, that was my point. But
0: when you got to that world in England, did you go, Oh wow, this
1: this isn't what I thought or had you No, I don't think it had hit me by that stage because <laughs> I was I was so yeah, I was young thought... and I was just having fun <laughs> and I was like, Wow, Mother World Titles and How good is skiing out here and head yeah. the way is yeah. Yeah, it was just it was just it was one of the coolest experiences. You know of my skiing career around that time yeah beautiful yeah. and were we were we absolute bay bandits before the o5 worlds or just, did you work just, into that well that's what made us bay bandits yeah okay it was the training for those yeah. worlds we spent probably six months out in that bay before the worlds oh, and what have you probably spent out there now eight years
0: oh wait, hang on. Wait, wait i can i'll do it's the numbers here 05 to 20 is 15 at least yeah so yeah, 16. 16
1: years because we started at
0: 2014 and well, and again this this is why this conversation is so hard your training boats for out in the bay are a whole different category of but you've gone through a few of them too haven't you, you had the cyclone you had so- f- cyclone um no no go no go 10 10 years and, and did at least an, did an Australian titles no-go. Yep. It was a Jindabyne one, so... Three three engines later. <laughs> oh, beautiful. And then... Where'd you go? Did you go to the Bernico after that? You've had the Purple Force. You've had the Yellow One. You've had an
1: Atomic. We went to the Atomic after the Cyclone. Yeah. And then we got the Bernico... And then we got the purple force. The purple force. Yeah. I I can happily say I I dipped out
0: unless I really had to go by then. <laughs> like I I'd, I'd had my bay fun yeah. and
1: well, the cyclone was was quite cruel on the crew. <laughs> I I can assure you, every boat got better and better for the crew. <laughs> oh, there's nothing <laughs> like skiing
0: first and then just the swimming race to get back into the cyclone to see if you can get the steering
1: wheel no one wanted to observe. <laughs> they they were fun days, though. Oh, you'd, you'd bash around, you'd ski, you'd observe, you'd drive, you'd
0: yeah. It, oh, absolutely! Like some of the best years of my life. Saturday, Saturday, Sunday morning. Stop for stop for a pie on the way home, and then yep. we were straight down the river in the radar, Which quite often we picked you back up again anyway, Benny. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, we'll touch on that while we're here. Social skiing, yeah, Jerry. Do you grow up social skiing or do you kind of adopt it? You adopt were, it later, yeah, late 20s. And yeah. then Benny obviously was skiing early, early. If he was thinking about racing on doubles
2: at five, he's... he's or r- was, that, was that the start? Well, you could say he grew up on the Brisbane River, so that gives you a head start if you...
0: Well, back then up. we didn't care about swimming in the river. Now, now you know what's in there. It's, uh, it's more incentive to get out of it. So yeah, that's I um I kinda remember Pidge and I used to hit the river as hard as we can, as many times as we can. And we we are at Jerry's house now and looking at the river, sort of, and it's beautiful. And we used to do a lot of laps before we realised we could pick Benny up and bring him with us. So we were doing a lot outside of our city, it's picking you up and making you ski on discs and
1: we used to always do a lot of skiing yeah a lot of tubing a lot of skiing yep. kneeboarding all sorts of stuff um and then when we met you guys it kind of turned to discing and planking and all that type of stuff yeah. we did a bit of that stuff like planking and freeboarding but it was all for training never just for play never never fun yeah yeah so yeah, there was there's definitely a couple of different journeys of life through like social skiing. Yeah. And then you guys coming along and afterwards and
0: Well well the real the real kicker there is probably pigeon eye not wanting to train, so we had to make it fun. Yeah. So
1: And then and then I learned a different type of social skiing when I went to America and skied on the Colorado River out of Parker, yeah. India. So yeah, I've definitely learned different different types of social skiing in different parts of the world and different crews
0: it's funny isn't it like you think you can know it but then it's completely different like we always used to laugh with a few of the boys from north queensland had come down and we're like what are these idiots on like why, why are they doing it this yeah. way
1: but it, there's always something to be learned from every experience like or you go up to san francisco to mike Avila's, the next thing you're on a 45 foot ski rope cutting that? you know cutting Actually, just cutting cutting dollar signs, mate. Yeah. yeah. So you you learn stuff wherever you go. Everyone does it differently, and it's it's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't trade it. Um. All right. Back on track. So,
0: yeah, we're gonna to have to go one way or another here. Do we want to talk boats and then come back for worlds, or do we want to talk worlds and just filter in the boats as we go? Oh, I'd do the boats quickly though. All right. The world. So, ultra wasn't fast enough.
2: You needed a bigger boat. Uh yeah, I did say to me brother, Hey, you know, we've uh, had a lot of fun. Um but my kids have sort of passed what we're doing. Yeah. Um I'd like to spend more time and join them and um I said to Brother Don, I'm heading off into superclass one way or the other with or without a boat or just helmet and jacket. Beautiful. Um you know. Um and then I think Griffo
0: had had Merc Falls for not quite a year, then, Correct. I think, and yes. that's when
2: you boys, yeah, took that off his. Yeah, Donny decided. Uh, yeah, I just I just put you and Donny as a pair. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and no, Donny decided he, uh like like that thing. Yeah, like to take it off Noel's hand. So good bit of gear. They, they agreed right. on a figure. I of, don't know if you could take it back off Donny now. Could
0: you? Like, Oh, eventually, he sold <laughs> it took, Um, I reckon it, he was hanging on to it with the toenails right they the end, yes. Um, all right, so this about coincides because you must have come back when they go. or was that the first year? Because I mean,
1: you I went wrong with the 10-7-5, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I come back and I skied with Luke, yeah, beautiful. And we did a season or two, yep, correct, and 08 then, 09, yeah, and at the same time, um. Strike Force was being built. Yep. And what was that? An 18 month project for you to build that one? Probably?
2: Yes. Uh, as much spare time as I could find. It's an 08 model. Uh, I think we got it about September 08, and its first run uh, in a race was um, sudden 80 February 2010. All right. Yeah. And then in the theme of you
0: building cool stuff, did it need to take 18 months or did you put stuff in it that you were, like, I mean, so, so there's so many forces out there that all, for all intents and purposes, look the same, doing the same things.
2: Strike never sort of fit the original mould, like it. No, so it it was more a takeoff engine-wise of an old Griffin engine, um, and, that's just totally custom. You've got to build every bracket, every part. Yeah. Um, so there's, there's, there's not much that anyone else has got that you can just duplicate. You've got to start again. you got, got actually, to actually do your first engine plate and you forget a couple of things or a couple of things crash. You do your second engine plate. You do your third engine plate. Okay, now we're right, that type of thing. Yep. Yeah.
0: And well, I'd sort of say, like, all your stuff is definitively your stuff i i look at stuff and go
2: oh jerry gallon like well, for, for better or worse yeah it, i don't i don't see it as my stuff because development is just just another phase off the last group of people who got it who far. got it right yeah that's a yeah, good point so that's how i see it yeah and i like to see if i can find something else or do it my way from there yeah.
0: and this was a question from um, who was it from? From Bisha. It was about the big big strike, yep. but it, it applies to your first one as well. Yep. Worth the trouble to do it the way you want and like do it a little bit different, or looking back, you're like, ah, oh, should just thrown a look PFM motor in it and had it ready in.
2: Yeah, well, it depends how you want to look at. It. With the big girl, like, we were lucky that, and I knew I didn't have time to do the whole box and dice any sort of special engine. So lucky in life that by then there was such a thing as a 1350 or yep. we, we chose the 1350, 1550 package. Yep. So the engine part, we didn't have to develop, buy it, throw it in turnkey. So that then allowed me time to yeah, okay, to play and set up dual drive and different and steering.
0: I'd assume through Don's racing with Merc and then F1, you... you we're probably looking over his shoulder, giving him stuff there, or did you kind of step away and let Don do Don stuff and you concentrate on your own? Um,
2: so, what happened there is it, it got just too much to keep boats on the water and build boats and carry on. So, um, after a few years of owning um, Don, owning Merc Force, um I found this fellow called um, Trent Sauer. To come and uh, give us a hand, yeah, beautiful. To do um, some work on the boat—that's a whole other story. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Everyone who plays up the top end would know that means name. Um, so that's kind of how that started, and from there, um, yeah, Trent did don stuff, and that allowed me time to do. Yeah, okay. do the other stuff.
0: All yeah. right, so we'll we'll leave the boat soon. But B- Bisho's story was 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 the effort for the two legs worth it. Like, it is a super cool bit of gear. I, I'll i throw it out that I Benny probably... Well, Benny did most of Seattle with Merc Force F1. Did you not? Yep. Yeah. And then you sub the yellow one in for the for the glory race. Yes. Um, France, different story. It was all the yellow one. Was it worth
2: it? Like, did... Benny probably could have won behind anything. Okay. My <laughs> I remember one interesting comment. It was after the third um day day three of racing at um seattle yeah and the comment after the race from ben was i missed the twin leg today yeah beautiful okay right so yeah so without saying lots
0: well i, I yeah. mean it's that's worlds all over isn't it Well, that super class lady you, you want every why make it harder if you don't have to yeah and benny like we were talking about your training earlier you said it It's been fluid what you did 15 years ago is certainly not what you do now or for the last worlds or e- each time we do something we get a little bit better and we, we we ditch a bit of stuff here and we gain a bit of stuff here. So if there's an advantage to be had, you'd be mad not to take it,
2: obviously. Well, how would I say, we obviously, I'm taking no cr- credit because it was Ben's idea, so it's his fault I had to spend so much <laughs> time <laughs> building the thing. but. You, you obviously look and assess what other people do. So in the World's 05, when Ben was junior, Hunt Stanton, Randy was running around in a twin drive. Yep. You see him some years later, six drives are getting bolted on the back of everything. 1350s are getting bolted into the front. Randy brings one um, 10 years later to a, to a World's as a spare boat, works night and day. To run Todd behind the dual drive. Yeah. Uh, Todd I've never seen Todd run behind the single drive. They run they work night yeah, and day. You're right. To run behind I the dual drive. I can't of it either. No. no. And yet they have a single drive there. So that told us something. Yeah, and yep. those boys are right at the top, aren't they? As good as it gets, like they've been doing it for like as long it, if Todd, not longer. Todd's got second place in the world's um, he won 105 and I think ever since he's got second place to Every second different in Australia. Australian ski must, mustn't like us very <laughs> I much. I was going to say, it's tough, <laughs> tough, tough to uh,
0: keep international relations open. But he, he keeps us pretty honest at Catalina, I guess. So oh, he, he wins more his, of them than we do. That's so. his back paddock. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: well, what Cat, Catalina bikes have you Because you've had Sean. So I started off with Rob anyway. With Rob, yeah. Yeah, I did a couple of years with Rob. and That then... was a... a he's... It was a 33-foot Scarab, scarab, yeah, which I thought was the it was coolest cool, yeah. boat in the world. Full Miami Vice with the yeah. purple checkers on the back. Yeah, yeah. yep. Uh, um, and then after that, I ran with Chuck Marino. You did go to Chuck, yeah. Right, okay. uh, which was a 42-foot fountain. And again, still one of the nicest boats around. Then after that, I believe I went back and did one more year with Rob. I think I did another year with Rob. Yeah. For one year. And then after that I went back to Sean with uh C Spot Run. Triple legged. Yeah, thirty-eight foot what do you think? I have no idea. I was just trying it's to think like of the same ski, thing. I was like, should have asked that before. It's like it's- a ski concept craft, one of five ever built. Because there was
0: impaction is a bigger one, isn't it?
1: Same, same, I think. Oh I thought it might have been a bit bigger. But same, same boat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's got three 565 five Merc cruiser motors in it with three Bravo legs hanging off the back.
0: Yep. Yeah, okay. Cool bit of gear. Yes. You've, uh, yep. you've certainly ticked some boxes there. Yep.
1: And, um. All right. And talking about Catalina, it was interesting because the first year when I got fifth out, right? Oh, and you used this one. You used Strike F1. Oh, yes, we did. In 2017,
2: we um, almost went perfectly, didn't it? It was we had we had an absolute ball, yeah, because the little boats run first, so we
1: were lucky enough to get line honors. <laughs> oh, you did get it. Oh, did you have? We didn't get outright. Yeah, got second outright to all the forty-two <laughs> forty-two
2: footers. Yes, but we, we took line honors, but not outright. I think someone commented that has not been done since 1980. Odds, no, yeah, a little boat. Um, got second outright but did you did you
0: have you had not engine issues so much but clearing
2: code issues uh yeah the prop spent that much time out of the water to go into default yeah okay. you'd have to sink it in the water yeah um turn it off refire go again so well, uh, would that have made the difference for our no no wrong wrong year we we were praying for some smooth water so we could sit on some real good pace but we couldn't Didn't, didn't come as good as that thing is she, she spends a fair bit of time out of the water when, when you're when you're climbing through big swells. Oh, she
0: doesn't no matter start. how heavy they are, if she's a big wave, you gotta come off the earlier, other side
1: of it. Earlier that week we had some pretty good training lines that we were pretty happy with. Yeah, then. yeah. I remember I'd never been hit with golf ball so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I, my my front arm and shoulder was black and blue for a week. Oh I'm only
0: because <laughs> it's not me.
1: But yeah, so I can I can
0: imagine that, yeah. So yeah. It's like seeing social mind a lap boat, except probably twice as hard. Yeah yeah beautiful that's <laughs> unreal um all right so we better go back well again too much stuff benny well why don't we stick with outrights because we'll, well, we'll come back to work. Let's,
1: let's stick with catalina because we're there yeah so so you want to talk about when you won? because that's so, cool yeah but even leading up i sort of got a fourth outright then i got a third then i got a second and then i got second with the twin drive. The yellow one, yeah. and then the following year i got a i got an outright i and got the win
0: like it it reads like you just said that it reads as just pure progression just chip 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 chip
1: every every year i went there with something else to try and do and a different tactic and different different everything and it, we just pulled it off in the end yeah beautiful yeah. and um i i can't remember
0: it was was it close the one you won yeah, oh, very it was
1: It was up there with Wayne's one, wasn't it? Like, it was... Yeah, it, it was like photo finish yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. I was lucky the line wasn't another 50-hundred <laughs> metres further down the track, Nick. Poor C-spot run. Just worked. We had it tapped.
0: Yeah. But then, it's, and that was Todd, yeah. was it? Yeah. And then, was it two years before that, him and Wayne had the same one where it was basically yeah. photo finish, so... I mean, at least Peter, Peter Proctor before that, time
1: and time again, yes. it was a drag race it's, to the end. It's really been a, a sort of a, uh, a battle between anyone skiing behind Avla
0: and yeah, Randy yeah. Davis.
1: It's kind of been the Avla and Randy Davis show.
0: Yeah, and it's a bit to be said for home ground advantage, isn't it? Or yeah, local they, knowledge, definitely.
1: Yeah, they definitely have the best knowledge there. They definitely have good race plans. And they also have very good boats and gears. I was going to to say, I
0: I don't know if I'll say best because I'm not qualified to say it, but they certainly look like they've got two of the best bits of kit going around, yeah.
1: Well, Avler's boat, he says it weighs 23 tonne. It's got three (laughs) 1,200 horsepower big blocks with three six drives hanging off the back. And it's a 47-foot boat cut down. Because the Nordics... A cut down one now too, isn't it? It's a forty seven. Yeah. Yeah, but with a step, so it's 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 legal. Yeah, yeah. And it's got two thirteen fifties with two six drives. Yeah, right. What's so and is it, Catalina's getting quicker every year, which
0: doesn't seem to make sense because it surely we're get, getting to a point, yeah. And then you could have it, but it hasn't, still hasn't seemed to be. I know you get that one perfect, perfect year, and it'll be ballistic, but
1: just is that just skier progression still yeah or, or boat was a or of, team there or... it's skier progression skier progression and then there was a couple of years with good water conditions mm. yeah i do it's... think the the year that jake Teggett won and yep. got the record that will be a very very difficult record to beat that's it, a... it can be beaten but the conditions have to be optimal, and those days are very few and far better. Right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I haven't skied out there too many days that you go, yeah, this record could get broken on that day. So it's all condition-based, yeah. and it's unlikely uh, that the conditions are going to be that good on race day. Training runs always feel good, but then you add the extra 70 big boats, and it yeah, it's a different makes though. it difficult. Mm. So oh, that was cool. Catalina.
0: So yeah. what's, where did winning Catalina rank for you? Like, is that
1: up there as one of the better ones or are they all just, just individual races now that... They're all individual, but I really like the experience of Catalina because it's not just the race for me. It's, it's the, the people and the friends and the atmosphere. 100%, yeah. You know, um, good mates of ours, Rob Edinger, you know, His hospitality is unbelievable.
0: I mean, if you have to sneak out to Parker for some days on the river,
1: I mean, it's e if that's part of it. So Catalina was never just a race, you know, after the first year or two. It was always the whole experience. It was, you know, middle of the year, escape winter and just have an absolute blast. Go ski behind 40-foot boats out in the ocean, you know, go out to Parker and and ski behind some pretty cool gear, you know. hanging out of the bars on the Colorado River, watch everyone do hot laps up and down in front of the bars all day and it's just, it's just something else. It's isn't different, it? isn't it? It yeah. is different. Yeah. yeah. So, Catalina to me wasn't just the race, it was the, it was the whole, it was the whole experience of going over each year.
0: Yeah,
1: beautiful. Mm. What, um, back to you, Jerry, watching
0: Benny do that stuff, what, obviously, when you guys yeah. Together as a team it's it brings that extra element. Are you just as happy to watch him do it behind someone else or do you get a bit bit funny watching I, it's it's out of your hands kind oh, of? Oh no,
2: that I was up in the helicopter the day <laughs> one, that was so exciting. Yeah. No no. That's no cool. look, um, I've always said and if you if you look through the days, um, I never drove F two for Ben because there was a better person better than me drivers. to do that yep. to do that job so no i've always been one to um help support ben as best i i see it or he sees it well and it's the same thing that's i'd look back and i go all right so the last four worlds
0: no sorry last two worlds you've been ben's team his driver driver undefeated i might add over two worlds um but before that it's not like
2: you weren't there like you were there in a support capacity you were there You'd as well call me um, through his F2 stuff, and especially like 15. I was the team captain.
0: Yeah, 100%. So,
2: yeah. so I made sure the gear was right. I just did everything else possible to make sure every person in that team was as good as they could Was doing the be best they could at the time, on yeah. The, on the day or, or give them the equipment or the tools to, yeah, to try and bring that off. Yep.
0: All right, so let's, let's roll it back. Third in juniors. Yeah. At Stanton yes, New Zealand. You won the first race in F two.
1: Yes. So you weren't a junior at New Zealand. No, I was seventeen. You were seventeen. Okay. So I was, I was, yeah, I missed out by about seven months. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Was that Troy or was it Waldo? No, Stouty had Waldo, didn't he? Yeah. It? So I skipped like Troy Kennedy yep. behind nineteen foot force at the time called Golf Western Racing. Yep. A very fast boat very quick in any conditions was a little loose at times but that rope always stayed tight hey that's all that matters you got to get got to get there at the end yeah
0: so first race you straighted them like you were minutes ahead weren't you or Uh,
1: potentially yeah it it felt like
0: it like you're a long way it wasn't close yeah
1: but did you hurt your leg in the first one yeah i tore my quad so the it I had a pretty much a four by seven centimeter tear in my left quad.
0: That'll do it. Yeah.
1: You know, at the time, the doctors were telling me I couldn't race, and I was still determined to try and race. Yep. And uh, by they the, were right. The, yeah. yeah they, <laughs> it turns out they were definitely <laughs> all right. those years of medical school. <laughs> <a little. laughs> they were definitely right. So that that injury took a long time for me to get over, and it's times it still comes back and flares up. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, it didn't. You didn't finish the race and then go, oh, my leg. How, how far through that first race before you went, hang on, this...
1: I can't remember. I do remember... I think it started fairly early on. Yep. Um, but I do know the last 15 minutes of that race was pretty tough, but uh, I was determined back then and <laughs> didn't give up and just... No, just, oh, just
0: resilience yeah.
1: and push on, yeah. But my point was... Sh-
0: should you, could you have gone, oh, this doesn't feel right, stopped, minimised?
1: Well, with my, with my knowledge now yeah. and experience of injuries and training and all that, yeah, I probably would have stopped. Yep. But back then, it was, it, it, if I was sore somewhere, it didn't matter. Yeah. There was only one goal, and that was to cross that finish line as quick as possible, no matter how much you were hurting. 100%. Yeah. So, yeah. No, that's... Oh, hey, and like you say, you can't
0: do anything about what's happened in the past, hindsight's wonderful, but doesn't come with any guarantees. Um, next world was Belgium. Did you not go because your leg was still busted? Or did you, back then, you know, you didn't have to be at every world? No. fever.
1: Ah. Yeah, I got quite sick, um, but that was in 2000, end of 2007, I reckon, going on 2008. And then, Had the quad thing and didn't sort of focus on training as much. And we went and tried for the selections, and I think I might have qualified fifth or fourth or something, but yeah, never went over. Yeah, okay,
0: yeah. Well, hey, you can miss one in 15 years, can't you? Yeah, it's it's not not too bad. I was over there, it sucked. I mean, it didn't. It would have been awesome to ski in, but it did not feel good in the boat. Um, I'm trying to piece together. Where your superclass and stuff linked up with all that because you did a year with Merc Force
1: or two years with Merc Force. So I did Wildfire first. Yep. Yeah. And um, then I did Merc Force. That was picked up first out, right? Yeah. And then that turned into Strike Force. Yeah, okay. Yep. Yeah. And then not quite sure what happened, but I know. 2011 was the Worlds at Redcliffe, which I qualified third, uh, third for Australia, and I got injured again in the first race. Yep. I um, got a tear in my patella tendon, so that ended my racing career there, or race day there for the season. Um, And it kind of, it took 12 plus months to come right. To come back, yeah. So whilst that injury was on i couldn't ski super class and uh, yeah i don't know what i did for that period of time i think i might have had most of that off mine mine, yeah yeah. for a year or two maybe
0: well obviously you've got back for spain um yes how did you come about teaming up with 99 psycho Clans?
1: i skied with danny at green island or awesome video,
0: look it up if
1: you're listening at home. Yeah, and uh, and and I skied at Kenna Hooker and I skied a couple of times for him behind his, his F2 boat 99 Psycho Clowns and it just came about. You know what, Danny, yeah. he's so, so exactly know like. yes. And, and yeah. at the time, he wanted to win everything and conquer everything and he got Wayne Moore. Well, say so just quietly, those Spain F1. Worlds,
0: he did win everything, didn't he? He won F2, women's, and well. His team, 9 non Soko Clowns, won F2 men's, F1 women's, and F1 men's, I think.
1: Yeah, Sarah Chirlo got F2 women's. Yeah. Being behind uh, Napic Daniel yes. Napic oh, He so, was the other boats, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> and I know he towed juniors around too, but his boats were in every race yeah. over there, there. Yeah. 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 And th- that world was probably one of the hardest worlds. Uh, conditions or? I love the conditions but I physically wasn't strong or fit enough for those worlds. And is that on the back of injury and? No it just I I must have just got my training wrong Mick. Yeah okay. I was doing plenty of training but I just mustn't have been doing the right training.
0: Well and it's funny we were um, at an event the other day together and you were talking about how your training adapts and like you had really good people in your corner at the start and you got really good people in your corner now. Has it flowed from one to the other? Like it's I know it's that you you're learning every time, but has there been points where you've gone, Oh, actually, that was
1: definitely not what I needed to be doing or I think that world was the probably the first worlds I went, This ain't working.
0: Okay, yep. And that was and Tried and true, 1,000 laps in
1: the bay plus. Well, we didn't do a lot of on water skiing that well. Okay. Yeah. That, for that. I think we left off for like the last three months and did a lot of on water and thought I'd get strong and fit and be able It'll to. And it all come it. back to you. Yep. And it didn't work. And I remember after the first day, I, my legs were ridiculously sore. And I remember walking down the jetty to the second race, the second, the second round. And I, my legs were collapsing before I even hopped on the ski. Most people didn't know this, but yeah, I was yeah. in a world of pain at, that, at those worlds. And uh, and the same thing for the third round and the same for the fourth round. What, um, you won. What What were the results?
0: Did you win every race?
1: I think it was a second, first, second, first. Okay. Yeah, so it was
0: t- same same guy in second? Yeah, so Jake Taggart. Oh,
1: okay. Yep. Yep. Um, I... I don't know all the times, but I know that last race, we had to win by, do you remember how many seconds? Yeah, 15 seconds. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So we, we'd and Wayne, this was the time of the conception of the CS6 skis. Yes. So Wayne had a spare ski over, and after the third race, and after Wayne had won his, and secured his, his F1 title, we purchased his spare CS6 ski that he had there for his backup yep so I, he wouldn't need it in the fourth if it all went pear-shaped yep. 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 so we we put on some some boots onto it and i went out in the ocean and i was like oh just take me up to 40 45 mile an hour and then the, you know the next lap we'll do 50 55. well the crew added other plans right because <laughs> they go on if he's going to ski on this ski tomorrow he needs to ski full pace from the get-go so they just got up and held it pinned up the front straight and I, <laughs> and was, that, was that Phil, this and, was Phil and Rick Love? Phil and... Brett
2: Armstrong.
1: Ah, ah, Phil and Brett Armstrong. So we go out training run and they just take off like a cut snake. And we do one lap, maybe two laps at the most. And I just pat my head and go, stop. And the ski was just unreal out yeah, of the ocean. it's open. just beautiful. Yeah. I'd never had a ski that I could pick up and put on top of a wave. Yes. okay. Right? Can normally you know when you're in the ocean and you you, you're traveling through the water and your knees are coming up to your chest when when you're in the air and you're trying to get on top of a wave and you pick your ski up your chest comes down and bashing your knees before you even hit that wave for the first time i could pick it up bring your your knees up without bringing your chest down yes and it was it was a bit of a game changer over there in those conditions so in in race four we just went out like mac one and i think on lap three it was it was fairly swelly rough conditions uh, our boat tripped on a wave and nosedived and disappeared underwater and come up doing 20 mile an hour full of water yep right so i had that much slack rope right? boat pretty much stopped um and they had to turn around and come pick me up and i had to win this day by 15 <laughs> yeah. seconds and we we're, were in lap three 30, right? s- 30 seconds up in yep. lap three when it went down my and and I remember my legs were still collapsing that day walking down to the jetty to put the ski on. So things were just, just going what you needed, way. mate. Just what you needed. Right. But determined, right? We they come pick me up and got going. And for the f- next three laps, I was waving up. They couldn't drive the boat fast enough because it was full of water. They couldn't control the thing. Oh, yeah, right, eh? Yep. Right. And every lap they got more water out. and We just kept going faster, yeah, just and, faster, faster and faster and faster. And I reckon it was about a fifty-minute mark. 50, 55 minute mark, we pulled up side by side with Jake Teggett. So then we were battling for the lead, and I can't remember how long we battled for, but I reckon it was the second last lap. We were on the going out to the sort of I'd say the start finish sort of area, yep. and Jake had a trip up on a wave and went in. So. All I had to do was get home. Just get home from there, yep. yeah. And I remember they they slowed right off. They backed right off. And we are doing probably 40, 45 mile an hour. But it was more challenging. It was cause, harder, yeah. Because the waves and the conditions were so big, I was falling into every hole. Yeah. It was the hardest two laps yeah, yeah. of the conf. So, yeah, that was... Well, even it's hard for concentration, too, to
0: button off. Like, yeah. you sort of relax and there's not a lot of room for that, is there? Yeah. So that was dead set. So you'd, you'd done... 10k on that ski and just went yeah this is what i need for the world not even yet unbelievable um we'll bring it up because i know that cs6s were really what's the word divisive
1: um i don't know um people people love to hate them people you either you either love or you hate with cs6s there's no in between is there well
0: i'm I'm in between I, i rode one and i fully understand why they work but what's the saying? You can't teach an old dog new tricks. I, I'm, too, I'm too old and don't care enough to be changing how I ski. Because um, to me, you need a, a really central kind of stance, do you think? Like, like, Wayne and you are, like, peak CS6. You're always balanced. Like, I'd probably hang back a bit much. I found it. it wanted to sort of... ...get away from me... ...and I, I like physically... ...I... ...same again... ...I rode wrote on for 20 minutes... ...and I was like... ...oh... ...I need... ...I br- brought myself forward... ...and I went... ...oh okay... ...this... ...I get it now... ...kind of thing... ...yeah... ...but... ...was
1: it... ...just people wanted to hate it... ...because it was something different... ...or... ...did I think, they think it was unfair... I, that, ...I think it got a bad rap early on... ...because there was a couple of falls on them... ...yep... ...on their early days... ...and it really brought them unstuck... Okay.
0: ...but I mean... And that always struck me as a bit odd, because the amount of people that fall off Mahas and DCs
2: is everybody else in racing. Like you, all I can say is you do ski on them differently. Yeah. So unless you went and learnt that difference before you stepped on one and gone, let's go race hundred plus mile an hour or and whatever. Unless, your ability, unless you're Ben Gully, who fixed one, no one of all the worlds, and well, Ben did that day what he advises everyone never to do, but
0: oh that, but, but that same again that's the what i mean page. like
2: ben's style
1: seems to suit it yeah. my style suited that ski yeah and those conditions were different it's ocean racing yep and i needed a lighter ski yeah 100 percent. and it, it did everything i needed it to do now do you own every CSX in existence
0: like are there any left anywhere i know I'd rather, that
1: i'd rather not discuss that Nico. You
0: cannot get one off Ben Gully. Keep that. Don't bother ringing. Um, no, I know they're a hot commodity, and I did know there were a few stash, but not necessarily here. So let's just move on. Well well put. Uh, New Zealand. Yes. You, you won F2 in Spain. Yes. What, why'd you run F2 again? Be- because you could? Because you had the resources and the... Or Look, I wasn't, was there some, go- I wasn't something going, going it? to...
1: But for some reason, last minute, it was probably three or four weeks before Selection Race, and we chucked a team together, which was Justin Pick, Glenn Campbell, and myself. Yep. And Glenn was building a boat, so he put, put it together, found a motor, put it all together, and we rock up to Mugra, reigning F2 World Champion, and I think we got two DNFs and got, you know, absolutely annihilated. Solid start, yes. Yeah. Um, was that
0: that wasn't the Bernico.
1: no that, that was a filling um, boat yeah that yes. was a chaos A triple x triple x yep so we had some problem boat problems and other bits and problems on the weekend and we went away and at that time i think it was called still kidding the stouts yep. Bernico was for sale and dad picked up the, the Bernico. Yeah, beautiful. And we, what was it? it became become Strike F2. Yep. Yeah. What,
0: you pedal that a bit, have you? Or do you yes. farm a lot of that? Did you find it different to drive to everything else? Yeah,
2: much better in the rust.
0: Much better. I, I haven't sat in the wheel one for long, but I just went, oh, this isn't much like the CSX. probably. I got in it and went, I know how to drive a boat. Hang on, this isn't it. Like, was there a learning curve on it?
2: or you picked it up pretty quick. No, once you understand where to put the trim and and mainly play with your tabs. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. They just yeah, it's it's like understanding your balance point on a CX six, and off off you go. Big big water. They just love traveling through big water.
1: Yeah, best ocean and rough water boat
0: out there. And New Zealand was wild. Like they they weren't all big,
1: but. No. There were some big days there, wasn't there? It wasn't too bad. There was one big day. Last yes. day, we yeah. got to play. We, we went to play, but... <laughs> Did <laughs> you ski that entire lap with that flag up? Absolutely, Micka. <laughs> Absolutely. Hand didn't go under the handle? So, so we'd, we'd, we'd gone then. We'd won the first three races. Done. In the bag. In Beautiful. the bag. So, we, we'd already wrapped up the championship, and I want to do something with the flag, and... I know at the time the whole team was against it, so I went to the back of the tent and found this Australian flag on a little pole, a plastic pole, and I got uh, ankle tape, and I just ankle taped it to the to my handles. Right, I made like a cocoon that it went inside. Hundred percent reasonable thing to do. Yeah. yeah. So uh, pretty much coming around to the last lap, I, uh, I when the blue flag came out, I just undid the ankle tape off my handles and bought this flag and out and just goes. carried it out and yes it was it was pretty rough yeah skiing one-handed yeah. probably wasn't the smartest thing to do that day but um, I've, I've seen you do it in the bay the, the old ski with the front hand off the handles. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a fan of training like that it was me. all prep
0: it was all prep mm. No, super impressive. Yeah, so undefeated with four
1: 4 back-to-back races there for that world. All
0: right, so, well, so you've gone 12 in a row, world races. Well, uh, oh, 13, because you got, 13, got the last one at Spain.
1: 13 undefeated world title
0: races. Right. Jeez, Benny. do to make everyone feel terrible. All right, so back-to-back F2, you've yep. ticked that box. Yep. Seattle. Jerry was back in. Did, did you guys make that
2: decision to race together like as a team or well, what I say to Ben is look I'll back you as best I can um, but you tell me if you, if you think there's a better driver or what we need to do Yeah, I'm here to listen I'm, I'm your support crew I'm I am the team leader but the way it unfolds I need, I need, I need your support. You need, you need to have your full opinion about everything.
0: Yeah, well, and it's, like it's a really special thing, but in history, father-son teams don't always work like they should. There's that, I don't know, the the clash or the, I know he can do it. I'm going to push him harder than he wants and stuff like that. Was JP the person that got in the middle and sorted that, or did you
2: not even have those clashes? No, JP. JP um, did a brilliant job sitting in the middle of it all. Um, But no, we just do a lot of training. We obviously do our selections. Um, There really really is just one focus. Go and do a race, go and do training, talk about what you can improve, right? Um, The only option on the team that we couldn't get rid of that, that we weren't allowed to get rid of was Bengali yeah everything else was an option <laughs> everything else was and we just needed to keep going um, and make it as good as we can nothing nothing else was really locked and loaded
1: but, but okay. going back to the comment that you said you know that people push each other and you know yeah. um, some teams i think our team has so much trust like there's never been a time that i've given a down or the water conditions have changed that the pace hasn't changed and been reflective of beautiful it. yeah so our team over time have built up that much trust you can ski to your limit and have confidence if the water changes or if something happens or if i need a down that i'm going to have the an instant as, as quick a, as it can be as done because it can, can be done yep. it will get done guaranteed 100% every single time and I really think that's one good thing our team has. Yeah, well, and Really it, good communication, because we talk after training, we talk after races, we keep just improving things, but the trust our team has is, is in second and second. Well, and that's, that's
0: it, isn't it? Like that that's allows everyone in the team to perform to their maximum capabilities. Right? Yeah. And I know with Wayne, like, I think he said in his podcast, but even talking to him and being there on the way, same thing and he said with dan a few times this is what we want to achieve i trust you to put me in that spot and i trust you to control so you do what you need to do and i'll do what i need to do and it's in my experience you can't do that everywhere like that's it should
1: be with standard but i don't i don't think it is if you if your skiing ability is good enough, you're fit enough, and you have the right team It's, it's possible.
0: Yeah, well, I'm two, two strikes out of three there, Bernie, so yeah, <laughs> it's probably why it doesn't work my way, but that's cool. Yeah, but that's amazing. That's cool. So, Seattle, you could use the big yellow girl for the last time.
2: Correct. Could you have used it earlier? Uh, a Mercury part Play this up. Ah. Well, two things went wrong. We, we had some... Um, oil temp issues going on with our splitter tra- transfer that dried the two legs, yep. uh, we got that sorted out, had to get a part across from the other side of America, and when we got that sorted out and we were um, took it out to run it for race three, um, the th- thing had a communication problem between simrad and mercury yeah okay it yep. has a translator in the middle that thing played up and it took us out of the next race so i worked very hard over there yeah. <laughs> to use so for one race yes like, <laughs> sounds like it was an absolute mission but that was but cool. yeah the trusty merc
0: force was a backup boat yes. not a bad backup it's not boat. a bad gig because it won. Bad... well it won donnie
1: won f1 women's at two, so it yes. was yes both boat that's yes. pretty cool which is yeah. 10 years after the first Force one back-to-back. Back. um Ann and Chase. Jason Wormsley. Yes. That's actually very cool. Yeah. That is very cool. Mm.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Cool. um
2: You went to Seattle.
0: Were you number one quarterback Yeah. I, think
2: so. I don't think we lost the selection race. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um,
0: That's what I thought, but I'm, I don't know. So yeah. just checking. So you went there and it basically just played out exactly like you wanted or
1: were the the races a bit no it played out fairly well yeah we our game plan is we're more strategic a lot of believe a lot of people just go out hard from the start and they don't have well executed game plans and we had a game plan and we were able to execute it pretty much every race yeah beautiful
0: and from what i saw you sort of ran your race and then say cody and todd were caught up kind of racing each other more so? They they sort of let you do your thing and they sort of took care of each other?
1: Look, gruts would always go out Oh hard. yeah, sorry. So we never really led a race in Seattle in the first 30 to 40 minutes, did we?
2: Not
1: sure about that, but certainly
2: early piece. no. At we least never the led. first
1: 20 minutes we never really led.
2: By choice. Yeah. 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 You only got to be winning when the
0: checkered flag comes out. Past the wins. Twins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we kept them inside. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Hey, did if, what we needed to do. Well, and, well Todd's awesome for that. Like, he's racing always seems to be stick with, follow, and he always seems to be able to pull out and come around when times like Belgium, Spain,
2: you'd watch him and he'd just, out he'd go and lock, and you'd be like, where was that? We, we had a saying, never let Todd be on our backside late in the race. 100%. That was not allowable. So, you, like, you really concentrated on that 30 to
0: 50-minute window. Like, you had a very specific spot you wanted to be in that
1: area? Or the, just kind of played first, the way it played? The first 10 minutes can lose you the race. Yep. Because you hit you hit the wall and you're done. Yep. You're fatigued. You're fa- if you burn strength, energy or fatigue in the first 10 minutes, your race is done. And it's so easy to get carried away full of adrenaline. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So... The first ten minutes is never our race, and our race is once the race settles down and you get comfortable, and you know it's sort of you just you just find the right time. As yeah. soon as it suits you, you always stay in your comfort zone, always always racing, never ten tenths. And um, when the time's right, you go. I, I'll just circle back to that
0: that never ten tenths thing. Like I I love that as a concept because I'm very i don't know if is are over but i'm very lazy skier i don't like to be hanging on and i mean it's less relevant now because i'm not competitive but i was kind of competitive back in the point but i was very certain that i didn't want to be on the edge
1: there's times to do it yeah i Nick. never found it <laughs> but that's there probably are, why you're far more successful there are times to do it but i reckon the, the time's never in the first half of any race yep you know, maybe a, maybe a blitz that's four or five minutes long, it's got to be 10 tenths. But uh, if a if race is an hour, no one can ski 10 tenths for an hour. Well, so do you think you obviously have a really solid
0: understanding of your body, its capabilities, its limits, um, you know, you're confident with your training, you've got a plan. Do you think that helps? Like, does does it bring the race to you, as opposed to you going to the race? I think the experience does. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yep. And my race plan doesn't change too much depending on what other people are up to. Yeah. Beautiful. I, I think that the most consistent skiers out there are very calm and collective. And the skiers that are hot one day, cold the other, get very emotional and their race plans change rapidly.
0: Yeah, throw stuff out, the we know I'm behind, so, I've got to so, go... Or...
1: So I think that no matter... You've got to forget what everyone else is up to and you've got to run your race according to your plan and not let other people affect that plan. And there's times you have to alter it, but you... It's it's still roughly in line with the original plan. Yeah, things might change five minutes early or five minutes later, or but might no, a... no massive deviations. No massive deviations. You run the race to how you you want to run the race. Yeah, beautiful.
0: All right, cool. So, two F twos and an F one, and you decide to go back again to France. Yes. Again, because you could, because you wanted to go back to back. Because I mean, it's got a really nice ring to it to go F two, F two, F one, F one, but.
1: I think I don't know. I just I had the passion. I still wanted to be yeah, beautiful.
0: Yeah, Jerry was still keen. Obviously, a
1: bit scared about that canal <laughs> stuff over there. But
2: apart from that, yeah, okay. from what I saw, it worked very very well. Well, I knew, I, I knew the turning capaci- capabilities of a dual drive. But even so, not ever turned a boat at big paces in uh, a narrow, yeah. basically a narrow area before. So, um, mm.
0: was it as hectic like? As it looked? Like every corner ever? Oh, yes. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> I reckon it was worse than it looked at times. Unbelievable. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I haven't been to France. I've been in the Belgium canals, and I know that gets pretty wide. France seems like it's a little bit wider, so it gives more boats an opportunity to be in the same place at the same time. Uh, yes. Yeah. Where, like, Belgium, you normally go, oh, there's two boats in there. I'm going to leave them be. Where France seem to be, oh, we'll fit. We'll, we'll fit three or
1: four in there, yeah. <laughs> Scary? Out the back? I reckon it's, I reckon it'd be more scary as a driver, because I just follow the boat. let yeah. <laughs> hey, you can watch the accident happen in front of you. Yeah. Uh, Jerry, scary? Oh,
2: yeah, just intense, because you obviously don't want to run anyone over. Yeah. Oh, All yeah. Right? So you come out of that bottom hole, I can remember, I'm way, I'm way, way back across, past the middle Um, There's just Just people people down There's boats everywhere And I've got Justin up my ribs Because (laughs) I'm pushing Randy Davis (laughs) Nearly to the other side wall
0: It was neither of you boys I saw a video of the outboards And Yeah One outboard was yelling at the outboard That was infringing on them But there was someone a metre from in the water And you're just like Yeah did, did you find like you, you wear your watch and track all your stuff when you're driving? Or yeah. Could you track differences between, say, a Seattle world? Like, is that hypervigilance hard on you? Um,
2: no, we, we're always pretty lucky. We we were solid in knowing where we were. So yeah. That side of it wasn't, um, was always pretty well read and understood between Justin and myself. so we Well, and that's, by the time you get there, JP was New Zealand, he
0: wasn't Spain, was he? Not Spain. So this is his third campaign with you. Yes. Second with you guys as a full team, so you're pretty dialled. Yeah. Because that throwing throw selection, throwing training, mm-hmm. correct. So that, you just had that confidence that everyone
2: was doing their job whether it was just him um, keeping people where they needed to be and... Correct. Yeah, okay. Correct. You didn't have to worry whether he was doing all of his job. You knew he was doing That's his job. That's what he was there for. Yes. Um,
0: did, did it ever get angry or was there tension or... I know that kind of stuff, it's easy... Like I've seen a bit in Belgium where, it, and again, no one's real fault, but you just find yourself in that hyper situation and...
2: They're people react but very very rare beautiful. yeah beautiful we just yeah. get upset if we didn't clearly understand what the other person was telling yeah. each other Yep. Yeah. um and we made a point of ch- making something change next time so we would understand yeah. that yeah well um,
0: and that's all you can
2: do like it's yes. it's
0: hard you're still running your own races but you've yes. all got to be there together don't you like coming out the other end is obviously more important than yes something else um Douglas Perry. Yes. From you would know him from observing in your Robin outright victory as Correct. a team with Strike Force. Correct. Um, while we're on that, is that I was trying to work it out, is that four for you? You had Merc force, Strike Force
2: you had one or two with Sapphire? That's three three outright wins one at Robin <laughs> Two.
1: Two or three. Oh one won Mildura. Oh yes. Yeah, Milldur, Bha I have I think of B Beha- two.
0: Yeah, Sydney won yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was as a
1: team too. That's cool. Yes. Yeah, yeah that's strike force yeah. back in the day. Yeah. Dad's so, getting it done. So there's yep. been a few outrights at River Ace along, yeah, the, along the journey. Again. Over a 10-year period. Yeah, but you, you didn't... 11-year period. Like, I don't want this to sound the wrong way, but
0: you weren't actively seeking to win outrights, were you? Or was it just a by-product?
2: Like, to me, you, you didn't, didn't seem like power. you were really... Like, I... I, I can answer that. Ben's main focus has been Worlds. Yeah. And that's what he's kept his main focus on. The the Rivers is to do if it all gelled together. Yeah. And if it didn't, it really it just fit in where he fitted in through yeah. that period. But yeah, Worlds was the focus. And you yep. see people with varying
0: ones. And, like, Ziggy does everything. Like, he, he was 100% on both. So it's interesting to weigh it up like do you think he could have or would have wanted to have had that really i want to win everything
1: in the rivers here i want to win everything in the world i've never been that i I, look i i enjoy racing and outrights are cool but i've never been super hungry for outrights like i have world titles or catalinas or other type of races yeah so you know and where your passion lies is where you do the best work i was gonna
0: say it's the fact that you managed to have jagged more than a handful, despite it not being uh, is is a a priority, so to speak, is a pretty solid yeah uh, result there. Yeah, and
1: most of my best results have always been leading into worlds or after worlds. Yeah. because the worlds brings the fitness to do the rivers. Um, do you do
0: you have definitive peaks and troughs? Like, do you? I oh, know Christopher Stout was big on, he was He was two different body sizes or shapes, sorry, Chris, if you're listening, uh, coming into the Worlds or maybe on the, the year after the Worlds.
1: There was a stage where I thought that you had to, and I would agree, you do kind of have to have two different strength and fitness elements for rivers compared to Worlds. But later on, it's, it, because it wasn't like a super passion, it's not like I, I wanted to train. Yeah. change wasn't my desire to win rivers wasn't a big enough desire to change my training to suit to suit rivers. rivers yeah so yeah i would agree that you should try change your training if you're doing rivers but well it's and like,
0: it's hard when you're still doing pretty well to go well you know i'm yes. just happy with this so why why go to the effort yeah. yeah
1: and and at the end of the day if you don't enjoy your training you're not going to do it
0: yeah so. um so we, yeah we hijacked that yeah doug wanted to talk about
1: the first corner was that first race Oh, the second you're talking France. Yes, yeah, so I'm back. We're back to, be to France and France. Second, yes. second race, first corner.
0: All right. So, again, wasn't there? Seen the video, and there's been some photos come up on the on the right page. page. Um, story I've been told
2: is Ben just said, "Whatever you can do, Jerry, I can do." Is that about it? One hundred percent. I was told after race one, I was being as careful as I could, coming into the corners, yeah. And and. Um, Basically, Ben said, um, look, it's costing us too much. You're trying to be safe and keep me out wide off the corner. If you, if you need to come in tight on that corner and if you can make it round, I'll, I'll, I'll follow. So he just gave me all the confidence in the world. And How, how close to 10 tenths was that
0: boat going through that corner? It looked impressive, but then you couldn't, see, you couldn't really see the boat under the 4,000 cubic litres of water you disperse so
2: <laughs> I don't think I'd like to try, try okay. it again on purpose yep. but beautiful we uh, yeah that was uh, well same
0: question to you Benny was there any point in that corner when you went wish I hadn't said that
1: I reckon I was too busy did have to think about that <laughs> game, not, no time to worry but we're hanging on my recollection is I don't think dad backed up one bit yep. until he hit that corner Right, and even through it until he exited, sort of backed off. But I remember going into it, and I still had, I reckon, 50-plus foot of rope behind me. <laughs> and the rope length, our rope length was only 200 feet. I was
0: say, you didn't have a lot of rope. Because <laughs> no.
1: I remember looking at a photo, of my hand's up above my head, and you can't even see the rope behind me. It's that far behind <laughs> me still. So, yeah. yeah but, that, that, that'll that take your mind off things, yeah. Yeah, but... I. I always said, it, if you make around the corner, I will, and that's what happened. Yeah. Just, we took advantage of the smooth water One hundred percent
0: did a quick one. It's a very long bow, but I'd like to think some uh, disc whip training behind the radar down the river might have helped with that, because uh, we were pretty good at just dipping her in pretty hard. Yeah. Um, that's cool. Uh, oh, Doug, I also want to talk about the save you had. I don't know what race that was either.
1: Oh, that was race one. That was race one. Yeah. Yeah, I uh, as you know, I was ski fairly crouched up. Yep, and uh, I can't do it. Though, that, the that bottom corner was had, I don't know, massive waves is probably an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> right, they are as high as high as me in places, I'm sure. And I just hit this one wave, and my knees hit my chest that hard. It sent me off the back of the ski, yeah, literally. Now. Yeah, and I and i don't know how i saved it but i remember i was like i'm i've fallen off like i'm over the back of my ski yeah i've let go and then i was like no i can't just let go so i've gone and grabbed the handles again and i grabbed them with two two fingers i think i only had two fingers and and landed and somehow you know lean forwards yeah skied away from it That's somehow unreal. i don't know how I half think that the rope, when I grabbed the rope, it half pulled me back over the top of my ski, I think, but I can't recall. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I've seen Grant Turner with one of the eight litres blow up, throw the
0: handles, and then as i come back, pick them back up and follow the boat in, but it certainly wasn't mid-worlds. and I know Wayne talks about it. He had a big one in Belgium where he, he says about the same thing, Boun- like bounced himself off and went, we're, yeah, we're done, and yeah. then just went, no, no. I, I refuse to I refuse to be
1: gone so that's um it's and it's just that determination never to give up yep. no matter how cert, bad circumstances are you just don't give up well
0: and then like that probably highlights it but it's amazing the situations you can get yourself out of sometimes like like you say for all money you're like they're done but there's no way they come back from that but you know a bit of grit bit of bit of ability mm. boom super impressive um and that well there we go that was the end of 13 undefeated worlds races uh i don't think is there 21 worlds there no it's not happening if there's a 22 worlds not happening not happening oh benny look at you getting old and sensible
1: (laughs) yep well let's let's go back to the last world's 19 worlds we, it was Australia Day, and what do you do on Australia Day? Well, oh, I
0: did see some very solid renditions of the anthem.
1: You have slip and slides. Oh, I forgot you busted
0: yourself before so that. I busted my ankle. That's beautiful.
1: And, and, uh, and had to have a syndesmosis ankle reconstruction. And I still got a plate and a wi- two plates and a wire in my ankle holding it together. And that was exactly nine months from the Worlds. And I remember all the doctors telling me that it would take nine months to recover from this operation.
0: That's not gonna work, docs. That's <laughs> not gonna work. Um, so you obviously had, how long did you have all training? Until the Worlds? Or did you get back?
1: No, so, so it took two weeks for them to do all the scans, to book, book the surgery and let the swelling go down and, and do the surgery. And they put two two pins in my ankle to start with, which at 10 weeks they pulled them out. So 10 weeks after that, my recovery started, which probably would have been around this time of the year. Yeah. Right. Up until then, I'd been pretty much in a moon boot and not able to put any pressure on my in, leg. Including
0: at your wedding, Benny? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Can't even see it in the photos, mate. (laughs)
1: Um, And I remember I'd never experienced anything so painful. Just the slightest pressure on your foot was just agony. And I reckon it was probably about six to eight weeks after I started to be able to do some form of training, we went to the Queensland titles. And I'd only just put a ski on like a week or two before the titles. And I couldn't ski at all. Yeah. And it was June. As a, as a collective, how
0: concerned were we at this point? Or had you morphed from can, that we're in trouble to
2: it's not going to happen? Well, this is the beginning of June. We <laughs> go to the Queensland titles. We yeah. get a hundred, Can't do it. get a hundred yeah. and bit out of him down the first straight. And we just go backwards every lap after that until the whole field cleans us up and... We've got to make a decision by the towards the end of the next month whether we're lock and load and putting a boat in, was in the container. It
1: was two or three weeks from the Queensland. I thought it was...
2: Uh, I think Queensland titles is normally like June, early June. Early June yeah. I thought we sent the boat. I could be wrong, but there wasn't a lot of time. Um, and a Catalina in between, which I thought he was mad, packing his yeah, gear go. over to go over to Catalina. And i kind of go... <laughs> This kid can hardly ski.
0: Um, I know you, you guys are prone to, one would say, overthinking, but maybe just thinking enough, depending on... So, hmm. uh, no doubt, plenty of sleepless
2: nights there, trying to... I had me reserves, but as yeah. you do with Ben, and I asked him the question. He said, uh, let's send it, I've gone a while. That's is. the only way Let's we're going to find out. Yeah. And I also yeah. said to him, mate, if, if this is a total failure, I'm taking that out of your inheritance. So <laughs> I just didn't think it was fair on his brother and sister to, to end up such financial stuff, doing that sort of stuff and, uh, you know, um, him not being in a reasonable shape to Shaped have a right. go.
1: But, yes. I probably didn't actually realise... It was probably only about a week before I got on the plane to go over to Europe that I knew my ankle had a reasonable chance of getting through. the Well, car. I was, that
0: was my next and question. What percentage would you have given yourself in terms of operation? Was it wasn't one hundred percent? Clearly, when you're in those worlds, eighty, not quite.
1: Um, had to have been at least eighty or ninety. What did your rifle foot? Yeah. So that's your front foot? Front foot. Okay. Which saved me. I was going to say probably the best of them. Because it's reduced my flexibility. But I think what saved me was, and why my ankles recovered so well, is because the amount of rehab and flexibility and strength work I had to do into it leading up to the Worlds. Yeah. And, yeah, it wasn't until probably one week out that I even knew it would handle the job. Like, I remember hopping on the plane, and I remember, like, every two or three hours... On the plane, even getting up and just doing stretches in the hallway and this and that, just trying to just trying to keep that range because it just kept disappearing as soon as you stopped. As soon as you stopped. and without the range, it wouldn't handle any impact. So, were, were you trying to keep that under wraps? Like, I mean,
0: I, I saw you in that time, and I, I, I kind of knew how it worked. But were you trying to
1: keep that on the on the, the down low? I think a lot of people knew I had a serious ankle problem, but. I don't think... Maybe that... not to the extent. Might, yeah, probably.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, incredible. And that's... Well, Chelsea asked about how you managed to maintain your health and your mental capabilities through all the world's campaigns. We've, we've discussed that your health was barely... <laughs> not Not health problems, but you've managed to have your fair share of shenanigans along the way.
1: Just quality rehab? Quality every time or...? One of the best things that happened to me was in 2016 i did an Ironman, and that really taught me about my body and about training and about the sports science behind it all and that was a game changer okay i can i can now train without being fatigued and sore all the time and feel fairly rested through most of my training okay and and that's a game changer and so it's led to a change in your training, yeah. Or, yeah, did yeah. different training or it's just smarter about it? Um, I guess like going for a bike ride is still. I'm still going for a bike ride or going to the gym. Still going to the gym, but it's the it's all the science behind it all with all your zones and your intensities and all your rest periods and intense intense periods yep. that have changed. Okay, so, and
0: I know you're you're well up on all the food stuff and that like does that weigh into it as well
1: absolutely yeah Yeah. i'm pretty lucky i'm a slow learner but luke my brother he's pretty smart he (laughs) reads a lot and i wouldn't sell any of you three lads actually but yeah and uh and he he tells me things for years before i try it and you know definitely every world's gets easier and easier every training program gets easier and easier and yeah your diet changes and your training changes and uh yeah i could have a whole podcast just about well i I was just thinking the
0: same thing i was like i won't get into it here no no it's because we have we're we're chewing time but i was like we could genuinely do another one based around nutrition slash training absolutely and i mean it would be good because i know zero so like It'll just be you giving the facts and me just nodding,
1: which is cool. And the stuff that I know now, like when I first heard about it, you don't believe it. It does make sense, yeah. It does not make sense. Yeah. So, you know, for some, it would be a very interesting and eye-opening opening. opening. How do you
0: think Grant Turner would go with it? (laughs)
1: As a man that likes his food. I reckon that's something to discuss in that podcast Yeah, I was going to say, that's definitely,
0: (laughs) we can get him
2: in as a guest. Hey, (laughs) pitch. Have a go at this <laughs> <laughs> the, the moral of the whole scene is it's lots of little changes, yeah, make a difference yeah that's 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 how the story rolls, and to I think prove from where you were yeah it's like you, lots of small changes. you two
0: boys in front of me have that like it's you, you, I don't think you've ever been in a spot where you've like got this covered, like you're always looking for the next. Bit of info then the next way to make it to improve what you're doing whether it be your boat or your skiing tried
2: some crazy shit when no one's looking
0: yeah (laughs) oh we've been looking we just don't talk about it (laughs) um yeah but that's what i mean like it's and if you're not if you're not pushing to progress yourself you like benny said before you're not you're not getting the
2: most out of if you're not trying ideas or or looking at results of different things yep um, then then you're going to stay where you are, aren't you?
1: Yeah. yeah. You look at all sports or businesses or motor racing or anything in the world, and every year or two they're evolving. Yeah. So unless you're able to keep evolving, if you keep doing the same thing you were doing yesterday, it's not good enough for today.
0: Well, you're actually going backwards, aren't you? If you're staying in the same spot and then yeah. moving ahead.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So I, I think that to be so successful at something... You really actually need the ability to, you have to have the passion at the start, because the passion will drive the motivation to do it all, but you, you need to put the effort in, but you need to constantly improve, constantly reflect and go, righto, what did I do yesterday? What did I do last race? What do I need to do ne- different next time? And if and- you can put those three together and do it over an extended period of time and have the right resources, resources and people around you in like-minded success will come results will come
0: well and i don't think you you can't do it for someone else like you're you're not passionate about ski racing to keep jerry happy and jerry's not passionate about ski racing to keep you happy necessarily like both of you want your own like you've got your own reasons and motivations so that that's yeah if you just want to go oh, i'm going to do this because someone else you're going to start losing the, the keenness, the passion, the... Never do something for someone else. Hey, you're married, Benny. You should be doing stuff for other people, mate. I know <laughs> you haven't been married long. That's a discussion <laughs> of, of podcast. And I know Mrs. Gulley's just hiding in the back, so <laughs> Jerry nodded. Yes, of course I do things
1: for my wife. Be mad not to. All right. But, but things, like, things like, you know, things that you do for enjoyment, you yeah. should never do for someone else. It should yeah. always be your own passion. How unbelievable. Um, all right, yeah.
0: There's so much more I actually want to talk about, but we'll, we'll look at wrapping up. Before we do, some quick quick ones. Um, you've skied with everyone, Benny. Like, I, I was going through, and I was making a list of people you've skied with, and I was like, <laughs> it's like everyone ever. Do you have a preferred, like, favorite partner?
1: Put me on the spot here, Mick. Oh, no, no,
0: you're not going to upset anyone, I have to be Nick Kelly, wouldn't it? Not well, as... and why, yeah, do you have a favourite partner and why is it me on social class?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, You weren't I, enjoying I, that entire race. I wasn't, you are. Like, <laughs> I was in a lot of pain. But... <laughs> um, no, but that's, like, look, yeah, you, you've had both stouts, you've... Like I you, think there's too many to really actually come up with the favourite. Yeah. And there's too many styles of races too. Because like, yeah, whether 100%. you're social skiing down the river with some mates or whether, you know, you're doing, you know, the Southern 80 or you're doing like a, uh, like a Grafton or you're doing a Catalina or, you know, whatever you're doing, the, the races bring different, or, or the environment brings different challenges. Yeah. So there's, there's probably different people for different For styles, different spots. For yeah. different spots, so... Because of that, I'll just leave. I'll yeah, it's a bit of a cop out, but we'll take
0: it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and because and there's. <laughs> yeah. And there's just been bad. too many people. Like, I look yeah. back and there's been oh. so many good times and so many unreal skiers I've skied next to and had the privilege of me yeah. you know, you, racing you've, with. You've done so much,
0: it'd be hard to narrow it down. Having said that, Jerry, if you had to have someone in a boat with you?
2: Oh, well, obviously, um, JP and me spent so long in a boat. Yep. Um, but I've had lots of good observers um, in the boat, so it's countless people to tell. But JP and me can nearly look at each other and know what we're thinking and, yeah. and doing. Re- uh, read in the face. That's in later the days. One, um, you clock back to there. You I know, did you know, over 10, 15 years straight observing uh, with Don. Same thing there. He used to be able to look at look at me face back in the days before Intercom and get a fair idea uh, what he needed to do. So I, <laughs>
0: the young fellow has got into watching ski racing on YouTube, and it was the Sydney Bridge where you seemed to be disappearing to the back to do up the catch can lid.
2: Um Merckforce was having a bit of an oil consumption. Yeah. Did the issue. did the Intercom cord reach to the back? I put an extension. on Oh, it. beautiful! Yeah, yeah we had so. a plan. We yeah. had a we had a go on. <laughs> Top up the oil level a few times yeah, to get to the other end. We hey, you do what you do. We you're had a plan do, yeah. before the race started. We knew we knew what was happening. Uh, all right, fiercest
0: competitors. Who who would you see? It's hard because in terms of racing, you're like oh, who don't want to race because they're really good mm-hmm. and they'll challenge you. But then there's also the option to have people you've raced against heaps, where it's been competitive, but you've actually just really enjoyed. Like who you're racing against, Benjamin.
1: Again, different style of racing. If it's if it's world style of racing, it's gotta be like Todd Agg. Yeah. And Catalina. Like in that rough sort of international scene, he's definitely the hardest bloke to consistently that rocks up consistently to to knock off. Yep. Yeah, beautiful. Gary? If you if you
0: had someone driving a boat next to you, who would you either not like it to be because they're they're working as hard as you are to beat them, or who would you like to have there that you just go, yeah, I know
2: they're going to put it where... Look, when you sort of do most of your racing in later years, you know the other competitors, and they're up there for the same reason you are. They've got your respect, you've got theirs, and you can do some quite tight racing and be comfortable about it, you know? So, um you know, back in our younger days, you know, blokes like um, Hayden Wall, they'd teach you a few tricks and stuff. <laughs> they'd lean on you, and <laughs> you'd you'd learn their tricks. <laughs> like cranny, cranny, taught me and Griffo a few, <laughs> few early tricks. early in the world. Yeah, campaigns, yeah. 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 So no, there's, um like I say, ski ski racing, we we all want everyone to be there tomorrow because that's what makes ski racing 100 yeah, so i think there is there's you know all the drivers got good respect yep all right favorite
0: venue not not necessarily race favorite place you've gone to
1: race i'm gonna say the most in, i'm gonna change this a little <laughs> okay to <laughs> the, do what to, you need to do Benny. right vichy world 19 that racing style and format and boats on course to me was the most hectic, chaotic fun I've had on a ski in a long time. Nice. Yeah. Jerry? Wasn't that much fun for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I was
2: glad when it was over. Yeah, yeah, fair.
1: Yeah.
2: Where do you like to go? Oh, no, nah, I'd like them all. Yeah, okay. Like just. Um, First forty-five minutes in the bay is fine, but the half an hour after that, you're just getting beat up, and that's not even racing. But in, in, enjoy, it. enjoy that, yeah, until until you slack to hurt. Yep. yep. Um And yeah, just 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 all of it, you know. And I quite often mm-hmm. have a sale saying I'd rather win or lose by a second than, than win by a mile. Yeah. Because that's yeah. that's racing. Yes. There's something about a close finish. Yeah. Yes. So, you know.
0: Um, All right. Um, Favourite race you've done? And it, like it's hard because you, your current ones are your most. But
2: like you ski, you got a good one from skiing or? Oh, so many I can't remember. Them, yeah. You know. One's Ben's fault I didn't get first. We missed by a second. He didn't want to take me over, much over 100 mile an hour, too often running bets. Makes sense. Um, yeah. 'Cause he's and his excuse was he wanted me at work that week. So I I like I like giving him that one. <laughs> it was Ben's turn to drive, Dad's turn to ski, but no, they're they're endless and countless. Or it seems that way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Benny you got one? Mm-hmm. I, I one race that sticks out is probably two thousand seventeen Carolina with the twin drive boat. Yeah. Dad driving. Yeah. Yeah. You
0: know. It's funny, isn't it? It's not always the ones you win that stick in your head, it's it's yeah it's people i've tried to explain to people that don't race and they're like oh you know is that your favorite race and I'm like, no no it's this one that 400 random things happened you know it was our one with sports page where we broke a rope we missed a start we put it up the bank but like all the shenanigans and, like, and you made a ski handle out of out of stick a stick oh, ben <laughs> you should have listened to me i could have made it work like <laughs> no nah, good times. all right boys we've it's unfair. There's so much more to do. So we will genuinely chat about a training one slash nutrition one slash whatever because half the things I thought of we haven't even got to, but that's okay. Benjamin, thank you very much. Jerry, thank you. That's a wrap. Thank you, Mick. Anyone we need to thank or tra- Tracy's left, but thank her anyway in case she listens to it. Or starts with the wise. Yeah. It's It's just... Brothers, support. sisters, families.
1: It's the support from everyone.
0: You guys always seem to have that really solid crew, which, yeah, it's amazing how
1: much a little bit does every now and again, isn't it? Whether it's... But it's the support, not just on the race day, but after the race day. And, you know, the prep to race day, you know. Yeah, beautiful. And just change the subject. There's so many different things you look
2: at. Like, I would say... Queensland very small have a very small amount of um, members compared to the rest of Australia. Yet when you look at it, I think since um, 07... no, sorry, since uh, 09, a Queenslander has won men's either F two or F one since oh nine to nine to nineteen. Uh, that's you know. I, I do like to remind people down south about that. PG um, Moore.
0: Well, Gullies, it's even, yeah. but even
2: like,
0: just racing, like, it's not just Benny and Wayne, like there's, nah, there's a, surprisingly I mean, it is surprising, but like Weaves, like any, anyone that comes up, like, we seem to be able to produce decent quality. Yeah. Maybe based on the fact we
2: really enjoy it. Yeah. Like, it's But by, by the same token, when you're at Australian titles, you're competing as an individual. When you're at the world's you are competing for Australia as an Australian. Yeah. So you don't actually. Um, you, look, you look at it as, as it is. Oh, at
0: it's the, something.
2: At the time. It is something yes. to put that blazer on and it
0: changes it. But, hey, I always say ski racing, you've got, you've got a shed full of trophies, you, you're doing some cool stuff. Winning's just a better way to make fun of your friends. Like it's. It doesn't mean that much in the long run, unless you've got someone you can tell
2: about it. So it's more about the stories than the, uh, the individual successes. Winning is definitely a bonus because yeah. oh. that, that's your ambition. That's what you're that's what chasing to achieve. Yeah. But quite often it's, it's the journey and the story getting there. It's, it's not all about the window. It's the, it's, the whole, it's the whole journey. Yeah, it doesn't just happen. No.
1: No. Quite often the harder the journey the more rewarding the result is.
0: I think that's about as fitting a way to end it as possible. Thank you very much, lads. Thank
1: you. We will we'll be chatting. Thanks for having us, Mick. Ah, oh, pleasure. This episode of On the Road was brought to you by Coldies Bull Bars and Towbars, Savage Force, and Automation and Robotics Services. It was produced by Boris the Boxer Productions in conjunction with Bisho Media. Mel's Media and Bad Lad Productions.